Of course, I know that a lot of young women follow me and I try to be a positive influence, but I also, I think that the key is to try to be a positive influence on myself, not to be mean toward myself. When I do a, a photo shoot in, in uh, laundry for a collection, for example, if I'm bloated because it's that time of the month and my boobs are about to fucking explode because they're bongos, I have to say I like my body because like it's functional. It does everything I ask them to do. So this is something I have to also take in consideration that I cannot be mean to myself. And if I can do that, maybe maybe it will have a, a positive impact on, on little girls. But Rihanna said something that I love and it made me feel a lot better about myself because I'm so full of flaws. And, and she said, I never asked to be a role model. Welcome back to the Well Now What podcast. I'm your host, Savannah. I am so excited for today's guest. Marie-Pierre was so lovely to have on the pod. She's truly such an amazing role model that I really look up to. In today's episode, we talk about a range of different topics, from being a reality star on Hockey Wives, to being a TV host, and to acting in French-Canadian cinema. We also dive into her brand partnerships with top companies such as Revlon and Reebok, how she makes her income, and the realities of being in the public eye and the pressures that come with it. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. I'm here with the extremely talented uh, Marie-Pierre Marin. She's a French-Canadian actress, TV personality, fashion expert, and kick-ass businesswoman. She's hosted her own TV show. She's appeared in a critically acclaimed movie. She's a face of Revlon, Reebok, has her own clothing line. Must I go on? What doesn't she do? And that's just to name a few of her successes. And I really love how energetic and passionate she is about all the projects that she's worked on. Um, Her large following is certainly due to the fact that she isn't afraid to be real and honest with her audience. And I thought it'd be interesting to hear from someone in the entertainment industry and her experience with it. So Marie-Pierre, I know growing up, you had a dream of going to the Olympics with figure skating. So what was that dream and how did you pivot into the entertainment industry? Well, first off, I, I want to say that none of what you said earlier was true. <laughs> this is all a lie. <laughs> no, but um, thank you. That, that's very flattering, but also uh, it, gave me, it gave me anxiety. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, no, yeah, the main dream in my life uh, growing up was to go to the Olympics as a figure skater. And, and that dream got crushed uh, when I was 18 years old. I kind of hid to my coaches that I was injured and did this uh, traumatic fall and and really, really injured myself uh, pretty badly. So uh, it put an end to my career. But then I had to ask myself for the first time in 18 years of life, what do, what do I like? What is What are my passions? What are my interests in life? And one of them was certainly fashion. So um, I started working in a, in a clothing store back in my hometown in Rivière-du-Loup. And it happened that the owner was uh, the rep for Roxy for Quebec and Maritime. So she hired me as her assistant. So I became rep at 18 years old. I was going to the sales meeting in California, loved every minute of it. Um, And then I had the brilliant idea of going to destroy my reputation on a reality TV show. So I was 20 then. But then afterwards, the thing kind of fell apart for me. I lost my job that I loved so very much. And then I didn't really know what to do with my life. So I knocked 
on the producer door from the reality show when I said I need a job. I didn't think that it would have been in front of the camera because I was asking to be a secretary or to, I don't know, mop the floor. I just needed a job. And, um, and then at the time they were starting the or no deal uh, in Quebec. So they gave me a suitcase and they said, smile. And that's how it happened. And so there's definitely two sides to Canadian cinema, the French and the English. So I know that you've worked in both. So what are the main differences there? And why do you think there's such a big divide apart from the language barrier? Wow, <laughs> that is a big question. Um, so many things. I feel like uh, Quebec has to be self-efficient because of the language. We're surrounded by English-speaking people as the rest of Canada and the United States were, of course, very influenced by, by what they do. Uh, but we're also very European in a way uh, because we speak French and there's a lot of content that comes also from France. I find it very sad that there's these two great solitudes uh, in, in Canada from Quebec uh, entertainment market. We have like great singers and great actors and, and nobody knows who they are in the rest of Canada uh, and kind of vice versa. I feel like we're not really keen to reach out for a hand on the other side. So I think that's sad. Uh, and English Canada doesn't produce as much content, I feel, because uh, because of the States, because they receive so much content uh, from the other side. But what you guys do on the English market, I feel like it's a lot more diversified and a lot more inclusive and a lot more advanced than we are in terms of visible minority or even like giving opportunities to so many different people. I feel like in Quebec, we're way, way behind. Yeah, well, thanks for answering. I know that's a loaded question, but... Um, But it's true. Unfortunately, I think that Quebec has to take giant steps to match what English Canada does. And I want to be a part of that change. And I want to, I want to speak up for them and and go to producers and and maybe, and I've done that in the past in a way that I've been offered shows. And I was like, I don't think that this is for me. I think that this person would be way better than me to do it. And I refused a lot of, a lot of contracts and as well as proposing different aims to, to, to do it. And I know for a fact that they would do a way better job than I, than I would. So you've been in some reality shows. So you started in Occupation Double and then you also did Hockey Wipe. So do you mind describing just for people that aren't sure or the difference? Um, obviously reality TV, you're playing yourself. First one that I did when I was 20 years old, it was kind of the birth of reality TV. So it wasn't as scripted as it is before, at the moment. Uh, it was very much, they put cameras in a house and they said, live your life, uh, which we did. So... I didn't feel like I was influenced in, in playing a character and, and, and being something I wasn't. I was just young, dumb, and loud, which did amazing TV. Uh, <laughs> um, and I swore a lot. So that was, a, that was not so great. But as for Hockey Wives, they would come up with kind of storylines for yourself and kind of like where you start the season and where you want to go. And I kind of refused to do that. And I was just like, let me be me. And my ex-husband and I, I think that our lives were so full and there was always things coming up. I was just like, just follow us and, and 
see what happens. I don't want to start saying things that I would never see. And I want to stay true to myself. And I, and because I'm a TV host as well, I didn't want to jeopardize or compromise my credibility by saying what the director wanted me to say at that specific moment. I was like, no, fuck you. I'm not a part of this. And if you're not okay with that, just take me off the show. Like I'm, I'm totally fine with it. Uh, but we found a way to make it work. And, and I think it was, I think it was a great experience overall as of acting whole different story. Mm-hmm. So fun. Yeah. So yeah, you, now you kind of do a little bit of both acting TV personality. Um, which do you prefer doing as like being a TV host and acting? It's so, so different. It's like asking a parent, what kid you like best? You know that deep down they have one, but don't yeah. never, they'll never say it. Um, uh, no, but I'm joking. Just because my, we always say that my mom loves her baby brother more than she likes my older brother and I. Um, so, but he wasn't intentional. So we have... Okay, there you go. <laughs> but uh, I, I think that my first love is obviously hosting. I was always extremely curious growing up. So I, I kind of figured that it was the dream job. I can ask all the questions I want. And I just, the only thing is I have to find the, the, the perfect way to ask that question. But in acting, and that's something that is very similar in, in both things, acting and hosting, you have to listen. And you cannot be a good actress or an actor if you are not 100% devoted to the person you, you play with. So listening and being present is the key, I think. And in both, you need that. But I, I, I think that for the next couple of years, I, I want to move forward a little more into acting, but I'll always love hosting. Yeah. So yeah, in the movie that you were in, The Fall of the American Empire, that was a big role. So did you take any acting classes for that movie? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I did as soon as I got casted. So I did three editions and I uh, asked three different uh coaches to coach me for uh, each one of them to kind of like come up with a different proposition to Denis uh, since I never acted before. It was mm-hmm. my very, very first time acting in my life. Uh, so when I got the part, Denis uh, decided that I would work with an actress that played in four of his films. And she is incredible. She knows him by heart. She knows everything about his art. Um, so I did three months of intense coaching prior to uh, the shooting of the film and it was amazing like some days I would just sit on my chair and have my my binder on my legs and we would not even open it we would just talk about like what's my character's story story what's what was her life before why is she like that uh how does she react to certain things so I knew her all in all like perfectly I knew who she was and I knew my lines but I also knew the lines of everybody else like I I learned the entire script Mm -hmm. uh I'm a psychopath, <laughs> uh, but I, I wanted to be so good. I, I didn't want to fail. Uh, a lot of people were kind of shocked that um, I that I was casted in that film because everybody wants a chance to play with Denis Arcand, who's the only Canadian director who won an Oscar. So uh, it kind of created a, a little bit of drama when when they announced that I that I got the part. Um, and I think that in all honesty, a lot of people wanted me to fail. Uh, so I didn't want to give them the opportunity to say I was right. Mm, there you go. Yeah. And speaking of failure, what was kind of like been the biggest failure that you've had? And do you mind just talking about it and how did you learn from it? <clears throat> I think that my biggest failure would probably be, uh, when I started working in television after the reality show. So my 20, 
21st year, 22nd year, uh, the network that I was working for kept giving me opportunities and, and trying to develop me, but I was working in bars at a time. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really take it seriously. And, and honestly, I thought I was just expanding my 15 minutes of glory. So I, I didn't really care about it. Uh, so I kind of ruined it all. And um, at some point they kind of shelved me and they said like, well, you don't give a fuck. So why would we? And then I realized that I really enjoyed doing it and I lost something very precious. So it took me a long time. It was a long road ahead to kind of get back and and gain people's trust again. Mm -hmm. So um, I was very disappointed in myself. But but then again, I was so young. I was so dumb. I I think maybe I had to go through this phase of my life to kind of evolve and, and understand how important it was for me. Right. Yeah. And so you have a large presence on social media and I know that young women especially look up to you. And so have you ever felt the pressure to act um, or look a certain way? And I know for me with social media, I have a love hate relationship with it. Um, I love how it brings people together, especially during this time in quarantine, but also it can be toxic and warp your perception of reality. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, we, we live and we learn in a sense that every day we have to, um, kind of understand a little more what social media is about and depending on our self-esteem and how we feel at this specific moment do we need to see a lot of photos of girls in bikinis having like this like distortion bodies because they use so many apps and make us believe that our bodies are not accurate this is all things that yeah you're bombarded on on social media at some point I had to stop Actually, I unfollowed all the accounts of sporty girl, like like Insta babes, like all these girls that you're like, oh my god, I have such a great life. I wish I could travel and then be on a yacht. And and I was like, fuck it. And I started following a cheese account. Uh, yeah. So I like to see melting cheese. <laughs> so I started following food accounts, oh, and and my relationship with social media got a lot lot better when I did that. And of course, I know that a lot of young women follow me and I try to be a positive influence, but I also, I think that the key is to try to be a positive influence on myself, not to be mean toward myself. When I do a, a photo shoot in, in uh, laundry for a collection, for example, if I'm bloated because it's that time of the month and my boobs are about to fucking explode because they're bongos, I have to say, I like my body because like it's functional. It does everything I ask them to do. So this is something I have to also take in consideration that I cannot be mean to myself. And if I can do that, maybe maybe it will have a, a positive impact on, on little girls. But Rihanna said something that I love and it made me feel a lot better about myself because I'm so full of flaws and, and, and imperfection. She said, I never asked to be a role model. I, I tried to live the best life for myself. And if that inspires people, fine. But this is not something I signed up for. And I think it, it takes a, a, a layer of pressure off your shoulder once you realize that. Oh, for sure. And I think that's why you have such a big following because you're so honest and real. And um, that's going on about that. I really loved your series that you filmed, Me Pourquoi? So where you revealed your earnings for your business. And I think it's yeah. super important to have those kinds of conversations because no one's transparent about it in the industry. Yeah. Yeah, so you have partnerships with, um, or in the past and currently with Buick, Revlon, Reebok. So what is it like to work for such big companies? I mean, it's kind of crazy. Um, coming from a small city in Quebec, uh, Rivière-du-Loup, which is like five hours away from Montreal, where nobody 
can even aspire uh, as being on TV would never even dream of partnerships uh, as prestigious as the as Revlon and, and Buick and Reebok. So I feel super lucky. But I think that we spoke about that earlier, um, the two great solitude and, and the fact that the Canada is so devised. I was one of the only one that kind of worked in both. Uh, so when companies are trying to find a face that resonate in French and in English, it all happened when I was doing hockey wipes, actually. Um, so I think that I was becoming kind of the only option, <laughs> um, which sucks in a way, but also was really good for myself. But I think that, yeah, I mean, it's incredible. I feel so blessed. I'm not with Reebok or Revlon anymore, but just the mm -hmm. fact that I was the face of Revlon for five years in the beauty industry, that's massive. So I was, uh, I was super happy. But, but now there's more. You see Karin Vanas, who also plays in Cardinal and she does a lot of things in English. Uh, there's uh, Laurence Leboeuf as well. So there's, you see a, a little bit more of, of crisscross, but still to my taste, not enough. Right. Yeah. So what's the breakdown really of like where you make your money? Is it partnerships, acting, personalities um, all over the map? Acting doesn't pay much, to be really honest. I think that, yeah, my partnerships are kind of the core of the business. Uh, but then there's also the collaboration that I did with Blush and Bolook. And then um, the platform that we launched, my agent and I, it's called MPV Production. So we have the website. So we do also a lot of collaboration that I am not uh, involved in, but the website is. <clears throat> so it's kind of its own identity. It's, it's called mariquiamore.com, but we're going to change the name because it's not even related to me anymore was never really in the first place either. It was just that we thought that it was the, the right name to give in the beginning, but now we're kind of brainstorming ideas of, of a new name because we want it to be really like separate from, from myself. But then hosting, I think. But at, at the same time, I feel like you always have to pick your projects by how excited you are to work on it. If you say yes for a paycheck, you will 100% fail with it. And I am convinced with that. And, and I think that that's the reason why my partnerships with companies last on so many years is because when I say yes to something, I'm super committed and it comes from my heart. My gut says, go and do it and you're going to have fun. And this is a great partnership. It's not just to make my bank account bigger. That would be the dumbest thing to do. And that's when you see careers last very, very shortly. And so on top of that, you have your own clothing company, Ornam, and it's, it's yeah. great because it's a brand made for everyone. So can you talk a little bit about the inspiration behind that? Oh, that was fun. Uh, so we already did classes uh, and, and laundry and we wanted to do something different. And we spoke with a company that came up with this um, brand new fabric uh, that was very flattering and holds really well and was well made. And the color stays true, even though you go to under the sun and in, in the floor, whatever. So we're like, why don't we do something fun and inclusive and that fits all bodies, not just like teeny tiny perky boobs, like something that holds the, the girls. Um, so we wanted to, uh, yeah, to talk to as many people as possible. And uh, we decided to launch Ornorm, which means not being in the norm and being outside the box and, and being unique and, and different. Um, so yeah, we wanted, and I think that we accomplished that. I'm, I'm super proud of the, of the project. No. Yeah. It looks amazing. And it really keeps your audience engaged. You can tell that you're like reposting their photos and they, they feel really confident in it. And I know that you've 
struggled in the past with acne, for example, and it affected your self-confidence. So you've done you so much research, girl. <laughs> girl, I know everything about you. <laughs> you are really good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. So how do you continuously keep your audience engaged and what's kind of like that main message that you're portraying for your, your followers? I don't know, honestly. You're just being you know, are you kind of just like posting whatever. Yeah, I I never ask myself twice. Like I don't really do like the filter thing. I mm-hmm. I just discovered one that I think I like. And but uh, like I just and I suck at taking photos myself. Like I'm I'm really, really bad at it. So when I do it, it's always like kind of like this and it's not really working, but this is who I am. I'm I'm kind of clumsy. I don't double ask myself oh my god should I do this or should I post this is it is this interesting or is this relevant I don't really care I just I just do me and if it doesn't work with you just click unfollow I love that I love that yeah and do you have like a a big team behind you trying to help you out or like managing your we have a very very small team so it's my agent myself and Carolyn Brown who runs the website so it's just the three of us constantly being in a conversation about what's relevant for the website because we do want to spread a message and 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 be there and and be aware um and we i think we have done a pretty good a a pretty good job since we started the website two years ago so we want to be entertaining but also have content that makes you think so yeah we're we're super lucky and we have amazing people uh, writing for us so that also elevates i feel the content of the of the website it's not just about fashion and makeup we wanted to have depth um and i think i think we do so yeah it's it's just the three of us yeah that's awesome and just last question to wrap things up um where do you kind of see yourself down the line where where do you want to be what do you want to be doing do you want to you don't know yeah i think i want and i haven't said that a lot, but I think I, I right now I'm I'm gonna be 34 in a month. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to have a family. I want to have a. I want to have kids. I w- mostly want to be happy. Uh, that would be my main goal. And if you ask me career-wise, I would like to act, and I would also like to help other talents develop their career because I think my agent and I have that. We can see the star quality in someone, and I think we know what the path is to develop someone in their full potential and capacities. So um, maybe, I don't know, work on both sides of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to put any limits because yeah. I, I, I just want to, I just want to have fun. Basically. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, well, thank you so much for chatting with me. Um, I really You're appreciate so it. so sweet. And it was so fun chatting with you. Yeah, and it's been great. Good luck. So thank you so much. Good luck with the podcast. Okay. And that was Marie-Pierre Morin. She is the sweetest person, and I'm so lucky to have gotten the chance to chat with her. Find her at Marie-Pierre on Instagram, where you can see what she's up to day to day. Thank you all so much for listening. And please follow the podcast Instagram at Podcast and let me know what you thought of the episode. See you next week.